Hey there, Beelzebuds, and welcome back to another episode of The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the things that go bump in the night. Spooky, scary, or spine-tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm Matt Young, your resident man-boy possessed by a devil, and here with me, as always, is the skeleton everyone should want in their closet. Eric Rossi. <laughs> another Merry Christmas episode to you, Eric Rossi. Are you, have you gotten any merrier? <laughs> I haven't gotten any merrier, but I have come to appreciate the, the vast vast hills and valleys of of quality between some of our christmas watches hey but that's you know what that wasn't just a straight up dunk on christmas so i think i think that little heart's growing no i think it won't like a half a size like a little like a ba- like a toddler's half a size up no definitely <laughs> not if anything what you made me bear witness to today <laughs> has, has shrunk in it hey it was it was a a like open face sandwich of quality right so it was like good <laughs> with the with the bad on top but i couldn't finish the sandwich so it was it was no second bread it's just it was just bad on top good on bottom <laughs> that's fair that's fair uh yeah so here we are listeners this is our this will be our last christmas episode. is this our last christmas episode i think so are we are we taking Christmas off? Well, yeah, I think we should. All right, fuck you guys. I, We're I taking took, Christmas I, off. I took. I was gonna take it off. I don't know what you were gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think this is our our final. Uh, even if it wasn't, I wouldn't know what to do because I don't think I can handle any more new Christmas movies. <laughs> we can go back do old ones, but we already kind of hit that last year. Um, but yeah, so this is our last one. Uh, I know the past two episodes we kind of did like one. Bit one big movie like for each, um, but these are the last kind of like sc- scraps of uh of holiday releases that have been coming out lately. Um, they're of varying quality, and I don't think <laughs> any of them individually warranted like a response from us. It was like, oh, we got to do an episode on it. Mm-hmm. But I think these are still worth considering uh, and putting into people's lists. You know, if they decide after our discussion, you know what, I'm going to add that. Yeah, you know, I think that deserve we deserve to they deserve to be to know, be known about. Yes. Uh, their um, existence should be disseminated yeah so nothing like too crazy that it needed its own but all together i think there's enough here that we can have a fun little chat uh so the three movies that we're going to be covering are the sacrifice game which is a shutter original you can catch it on shutter um the night of the missing which is a screen box uh, original or exclusive, so you can go check it out if you want to get another horror streaming service. You go check that out. I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots of good stuff on. Screen I'm sure box. there's some it's, really good stuff it's, on there. It's not just like a. Sh- it's kind of like a Shutter wannabe, but like it's it's got enough of its own stuff that you might want to check it out. And then the third movie is, <laughs> is a creature was stirring, uh, which I don't know what that's exclusive to so or where where you can find it i keep going i'll find out yeah i saw there there was a a bloody disgusting article about it that piqued my interest so i was like oh i'll go find it so i went to blockbuster and got a copy of it from there (laughs) 
Looks like Apple TV. Ooh, Apple TV. Weird. You know what though? It feels. It fe- it's got that movie's got kind of like the stink of somebody who works with Apple. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and not like the you know at an Apple store, but like. I feel like all the Apple original stuff is very, like, pretentious. Even if it's good, it's got this kind of, like, well, we're Apple. To call (laughs) this pretentious is, like, a very interesting stretch. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it more when we get there. But so we're going to start with the Sacrifice game, right? Start with some good stuff. Yeah, this was, yeah. I I really like this one. I saw it before you did, and I I brought it to you for, you know, this episode. Uh, I was, like... I thought it looked interesting, you know, the 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 concept was was cool, but like the actually seeing like the whole movie, I really liked how it was filmed. I thought it had like a really cool like kind of like uh old-timey like 70s like veneer over it. Um and I thought all the performance was really good. It's like, you know, there's a lot of couple child actors that the movie kind of hinged on, which, you know, their stuff could be a little touch and go here and there. They're pretty good. But for the most part, I thought they were really good. They're pretty good. And you you got, like, a a bunch of crazy, like, Manson cult-esque people who are doing a real (laughs) fun job. Um, So, yeah, this is a Shudder original. It's called Sacrifice Game. It was written by uh, Jen Wexler and Sean Redlitz. Um, and it was also directed by Jen Wexler, so she wrote and directed it. Um, she is known for, uh, I think this was also a Shutter original, The Ranger. Yeah. That was a Shutter ex- or exclusive. Shutter exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember much of it. I remember I watched it and I thought it was fun. It was good. I don't really have enough to say like, like, oh, well, she's clearly, you know, got it going for a good run directorially. But, um. I would say so. I think this is clearly a level up from The Ranger. From what I remember, yeah, it felt like a. Uh, and the Ranger know, was okay. I think stylistically, it, from from what I remember, um, this movie like way better. Yeah, <laughs> what I like about this movie is that it doesn't it doesn't waste a whole lot of time. It's like the very first shot right out the gate, you you see like this group of people doing a Christmas home invasion and like sacrificing this dude. And it's a really cool one shot too, like one take. You know, you kind of like do this whole. You go. The camera follows like the the killers like into the house and then it like pans around like past the windows and you see like all the different like um like little vignettes of the violence like happening as the camera just pan all the way to the back it's like a really cool it, it, it impressed me i was like oh and they got some star power yeah so um can you feel it <laughs> so yeah it's starring um mena masood who <laughs> the only thing i know him from is that he was aladdin in the live action aladdin movie and he's pretty good in that um really good in this yeah not not uh the same character at all no surprisingly <laughs> aladdin is very different this guy this didn't guy. have a flying carpet <laughs> um olivia scott welch who is from she's one of the main characters of the fear street trilogy from netflix um she was she was pretty good in that and i thought she did a great job in this one too um chloe levine who i just know she plays the teacher um and i don't I, she's just from a bunch of stuff but like nothing that made me go like oh yeah that show like she, oh was, that's where she stood out yeah, yeah i've just kind of like seen her but she was she was also really good um madison baines and georgia aiken are the two uh younger girls the, kids. the main characters school kids yeah and they don't really have any credits either this is like, like um the one who played the uh the like emo girl 
um, Clara. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Georgia Atkins. This is like her second time ever being in front of a camera. <laughs> good for her. Yeah, I thought she did a really good job. Uh, and so basically, yeah, the like plot of this one is uh, a, a group of like teenage or young adult like spree killers are like out and about um you know murdering people and sacrificing them for some to some sort of demon yeah they're they're very loosey-goosey about they're tracking down specific people who seem to have these like weird scarification like markings on them Yeah, yeah and they're like chopping them off to like put the skin together in this gross like skin puzzle that will help them summon some demon. Yeah, Jigsaw was gonna bring his pieces over later, and then. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's about this cult. Uh, they're like rampaging through uh, the the states. It's like it's the seventies. Um, like I said earlier, so it's got like a really cool like sheen <laughs> over everything, and all the like costumes and stuff are really good. Um, but yeah, they, and so this movie opens with them, but then the movie's really about, um, this young girl who is at a boarding school who has to stay through Christmas because her dad's not coming to get her. I I think that it's a pretty common boarding school trope. Yeah. I mean, there was at least one other movie made this year about that whole concept anyway. So I forget what we got that Sydney Sweeney one. Oh Uh, yeah. It's not called Valium, but I always want to call it Valium because it has some weird v- Vivarium. Vivarium, I think. Is it Vivarium? No, Vivarium. I think is the that's the Jesse Eisenberg one. Jesse Eisenberg one. Um, and the uh, I'm Poots. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep calling it Valium. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I yeah, there's that one. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of thing would happen back in the day. I'm sure it still happens to this day. At board, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know of any boarding schools. Have you ever like? I don't know any boarding school people. I don't know, I don't know anyone, anyone who went to a boarding school. I think it's I think it's because we're middle class poor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. But like I've never even like seen <laughs> like like in all my like driving through different states, I've never seen like a, like a road that's like oh to the boarding school. Like, you know, like there's I've never seen been driving and there's just like a cliff with like a school built right up against the edge, Princeton, like the waves are crashing. Princeton, New Jersey has them. Princeton um, has boarding schools. I don't know any. Uh, neither. <laughs> Again, never drove past them. Yeah. But anyway, so our two main characters are uh, like Samantha and Clara, and they are in the school. Uh, they get left there over the the um, Christmas vacation. The only other person who's there is a teacher um, who stays behind, um, and her, her like boyfriend that I guess is just allowed he's a free chef. range of the I school. Think he's a, I think he works as like a, in some sort of food <clears throat> prep because he's like. <laughs> down in the kitchen and then he's like shuttling kids back and forth maybe he's just like the man on hand yeah <laughs> I, I don't i don't know if that's a, a position man. that uh, exists anymore but like they used to just have like a guy around to do stuff in yeah. the 70s yeah like a uh like a superintendent or something at like a apartment complex yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah so we have our group of people who are staying at this, you know, in this isolated uh, school where nobody's going to be. The school gets invaded by these killers and then, you know, chaos ensues from there. Uh, but with a twist. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's a pretty good one. Um, are we just going to like go? I think are we just going to be all yeah. spoiler for all these anyway? Yeah, I, I think if anybody is going through these. I think you're going to need to hear what they're about. And, and go watch it for anybody to really like go out of the way for these guys mm-hmm. you know so you'll probably just want to listen 
<laughs> I'd say this one of all of them is definitely the one most worth watching. Oh yeah, for sure. So if you do want to try and get through, you know, the sacrifice game without any spoilers from us, go watch it and come back. <laughs> but for the rest of us, it's uh it's the 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 big turning point for the movie is the they get these kids all you know roped together and they get the teacher roped up as well and they're about to do their sacrifice to try and uh conjure up this demon who's going to give them like ultimate power and all this bullshit yeah but they find out that they did the ritual wrong and after consulting their christian grimoire which they just had on hand in school i don't know what that was about (laughs) but uh they find out that they're not doing a summoning spell they're doing some sort of unbinding ritual and it turns out that one of the girls who was staying there is the demon and she's been there for like forever forever basically and uh so then she kind of like demons out and starts sacrificing them one by one to complete the the ritual yeah um yeah that's basically it she basically you know goes to the demon you know unleashes itself and sets itself free did you see villains yeah i love villains it kind of has the same structure of villains where it's like yeah it's like here's these like bad guys they come in and then turns out that the bad guys are in trouble because they're worse guys Um, in the movie don't breathe is like that also yeah 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 um so it's kind of it's it's like that kind of twist um but it was fun just because we got to see like the, that girl go like she got her own little like demon dance moment to like a fun song um and i, I don't cool know I just, set i like yeah, the school i yeah. thought the school was like a really interesting like we were talking about in thanksgiving where it's like oh this is very clearly a distinct like location this yes. isn't just like a school set yeah, it wasn't generic looking. It like was interesting to explore. It also let them get like like some really cool shots. Like when yeah. they're all like walking up and down the hall. When the one guy just is like endlessly looking for the basement for like dude, yeah. that one character Doug, he's like this kind of like wienery dude that like the the we'll call him a cult. The cult uh, yeah. has him along because he has a car. None of the rest of them have a car. And there's even a moment where the main the main cult leader is like grandstanding and he's like yeah i'm the leader and i do all the killing and then we have her because she has all the knowledge of the magic and then (laughs) that guy's the muscle and oh i guess doug's here doug Doug has a car (laughs) thanks doug doug's the fucking best yeah he has some like really good like one-liners too later in the movie and when he's (laughs) he's also really funny when he they're like being tortured (laughs) And he's like, no, okay, I want to do it like you did it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, like, buy the reason, reasoning for, like, how the killers got there? So, basically, like, the main, the the, the cult group, the main guy, Menemasud, is who Eric was just saying was, like, the the crazy guy who was taking it upon himself to be the leader. And he, like, clearly, like, really enjoys all of this killing that they've... He's the, like, big psychopath. Can you feel it? The other ones, like... I would say what what was his name? Doug. 
Doug's like a different kind of psychopath because he just met the whole thing with he's like, oh, whatever. I just liked his girl. It's just yeah, complete he, indifference he, to the murder. He's just in it for the he, chicks. He wasn't like super into the murdering, but it was clearly like fine with it as long as like this chick was in his car. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a whole different kind of crazy. Then you had Grant, who's like the big the the meat of the the group, um, but he's got he's like the PTSD like nom veteran. Yeah, he's like the lone survivor of yeah. some like platoon. So he's very quiet and stoic the whole movie, but they just use him to be big and scary. Um but Maisie is like the like one that's there, like they're all following and she apparently has like visions uh, about like this demon that will grant them a wish i guess yeah it's kind of vague but that's what they say they're like oh it's gonna grant us like whatever we want well, it's fun because it's va- it's vague and not in like a way that's like bad writing it's like vague yeah. in a way that like these people don't like they they're just totally bought into like they're caught up in the whole moment of yeah it. it's it's vague in the way like genie's rules are like <laughs> can be twisted in a vague sense not like vague as in like they they decided it was just Christmas magic. Yeah, so she get, apparently has these visions, but she went to, like, she's from the bo- same boarding school that they end up going back to. The reason they go there is because, like you said, they have, like, a basement library at this boarding, it's, like, a Catholic boarding school. But in the basement, there's, like, the, this, like, a grimoire. It's, like, the, it's, like, they have their own Book of the Dead just, they, like, hanging out. The kids talk about it earlier. They have this basement where they specifically keep all the books they don't want us to read. It's, like, motherfucker, why would you have that on site? Who is that for? And also, that school, if that was what that was for, it would not be with, like, filled with ancient demonic tomes. It would just be filled with, like, Harry Potter and Twilight and stuff. It, yeah, it would be filled with, like, <laughs> sexual health books and, like, yeah. you know, anatomy. Yeah, it's, I don't know why, and it's it's why they would keep that kind of stuff in, like, the very accessible, like, almost public basement library. But yeah, so I guess, like, Maisie, like, found... She got locked in there when she was uh, a kid. That's mm. They say that, like, she was getting bullied by like a bunch of other girls and she got locked in the basement one night so she spent the night exploring the basement and she found the grimoire and was like oh there's a there's a spell i'm gonna take this page and like summon a demon eventually (laughs) yeah um so she took the page yeah it's so weird that like she it's it comes back later in the movie she's like oh I didn't get the whole thing. And it's like, well, no shit. No shit. How did you not already know that you didn't get the whole thing? You got thing? one page out of a 300-page fucking book. They just based their entire lives, like, staked, like, everything. Because they murdered people. Everyone knows who they are. And they murdered so many people. And they all of it on the whim of, like, oh, we have part of, like, some summoning spell. Like, to, for her to be like, yeah, this is all I need. And they were bored, man. They didn't have a whole lot on TV. TV was just starting to get good. You you know. Yeah, but and there was also just there wasn't anything like there's no long form dramas, right? We didn't have a Breaking Bad to like. No, no. Uh, I I don't even think Mash was on TV yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so a little wild to be so like sure that this is gonna work super invested yeah but they said the one dude says grant says that he's like well macy's been proven right like time and time yeah, again I guess so that's had, why we trust her i guess there's she, like she's some had sort other of instance yeah she's had some sort of like visions and like oracle style like oh I would okay. watch that movie i would watch that i would i would honestly almost watch more of that in the beginning yeah 
I could have watched more of them fucking up people before we got to the school, but it's an hour and a half. They're real. It's real snappy. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm with you. If there was like a longer cut or something, I wouldn't mind that. Um, especially because like I would like to see more of their home invasion stuff because that opening scene was so cool. Yeah, you know, I would have watched it. Uh, but yeah, so the 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 cult gets to the school. There's a lot of time spent on Chloe Levine's character, the teacher Rose, and her boyfriend jimmy it's like a lot of time spent dealing with them only for it to really not mean anything because both of them die and like not even like at the climax they just kind of are middling like up and they're dead we can write those characters off you know yeah i didn't i guess i didn't realize when we were watching it but you're right there is there's like a significant amount of time just spent on the two of them and then they get like yeah like, bear i would say not unceremoniously <laughs> killed it's it is a it is a sacrifice ritual yeah. but it's pretty it's yeah. pretty like all right they're dead right so the movie opens up right with the with the cult killing the really cool like um home invasion uh and then it cuts to the the two young girls and like they're they do like a, a scene with like their daily routine and you get to see that like oh the one girl she's like bullied and quiet she sits in the back and then like the main girl um you see so you get to see them interact with each other for like a second and then like 20 minutes of like this romance between like rose and jimmy where he's like he's flirting with her and she you know they're they're in his room and then we find out like oh you're not he's not supposed to be in this room and there's like all this like she's talking like she's developing her character with characters that'll walk right out of the movie like the headmistress or whatever Mm -hmm. and like then there's like this through line of we cut to like jimmy like in a different place and he's like got a ring, and he's gonna propose. So there's like all of this like development, and they just like bite it. Like honestly, I, I was I was not I was not disappointed though because I would have much rather like stuck with that and like been invested with them who then get killed than have to sit around and watch like teenage girl cry about her like family issues and that's why she has to stay at a school for the holidays yeah so the emo girl like well there's the emo girl clara right we get a lot of focus on her at the beginning because she has like all these like mysterious she's like cutting herself right and she has all these like she is she walks in on uh clara cutting herself in the bathroom but like the scars she has on her arms that we're supposed to then associate with self-harm they they look like she's been whipped <laughs> repeatedly they don't look like self-harm yeah. scars like they they look like major major wounds and like ritual scarification so yeah. i was like flagged immediately i was like what the fuck is going on with that girl she's not just cutting for attention something else is going on there um yeah and so we get a lot of like stuff with her. Did you like? How did you feel about? So the twist is right that the demon that they sum they didn't summon a demon they unbound it mm-hmm. and where it was bound was this emo girl uh, Clara. Did you like? How did you feel about this twist? I I, I didn't mind it. Uh, I I I liked I liked that she then becomes the villain because you get the the leader of the cult just spiraling and spiraling like into his own <laughs> ego and becoming this guy who's like oh i i keep saying it but like literally the entire movie he's like can you feel it yeah i can feel it can you feel the demon i can feel it 
Yeah. And I can feel it. And it's like, <laughs> dude, you can't feel it. That's you're like, not convincing anyone <laughs> that you're feeling it. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie, especially when it's like he is face to face with Clara, the demon, and he's like still, he's like, no, I'm the demon. Like, there's on the vessel. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a scene where they're all, all the cult members are tied up and being like tortured, and the the big guy that um, Clara like hit manages to like hypnotize and uh, convert to like her side, so he's like uh, about to like go stab the uh aladdin's character and he he's like no i i he's all tied up and like magically bound but he's like i'm the demon you gotta kill her like it's so funny how and he sells it so well how like completely like self-absorbed he is yeah you know it's really funny it's really funny to see him deal with the other cult members too because clearly like He's in shape, but he's, like, a very small guy in stature. Yeah. And, like, his ego and his, like, just... Got real angry small guy energy. Big time angry small guy energy. <laughs> he is just, like, trying to encompass everyone with his, like, charisma. And it it's it's so funny. It's, it's a really well done character. He, I enjoyed him. It's funny to see that dude, and like the only reference point I have for him is like, I can show you the world. <laughs> he Meanwhile, like, he's like he carving good, runes into his chest. He had some good hair in this movie. <laughs> he did have some good hair in this movie. <laughs> I liked her performance, Georgia Aiken, as the demon. She was, I, I thought it was like an, a fun like transition because she's a. Most of the movie, she's, like, a very timid, quiet character. She, like, doesn't really say anything. Um, but then once she, like, gets let loose, like, she, like, gets to... That actress gets to do a complete 180 and, like, do, like, go nutso. Um, she's very, like... She's one of... There's a couple lines where I'm, like, this writing's, like, a little <laughs> cheesy. Um, but I think uh, I think she sells it really well. Uh Dialogue aside, I think they brought, like, a pretty decent, like, tone to it. What I liked is that, like, they didn't make her... They didn't turn her into Reagan, which I liked. There wasn't too much, like, you know, overlaying, like, effects and, like, fucked up demon face and shit like that. None of that, really. None of it. It, Which was nice. Yeah, I... I, She was doing a little bit of flying around on a rig, which was kind of funny, Only for, like, one quick, like, second, though. For the most part, it was pretty good. There is, like, uh... I, I... It made me realize, like, how much of a difference there is between, like, the... I don't want to say exclusively satanic, but like the satanic, like demon summon movie versus your exorcisms movie. Mm. There's like a pretty, pretty big, uh, valley between the two. And I, I, it, it, this movie made, made it really evident in my mind. I was like, Oh, you know what? Considering this is like a Catholic girl's school, this could have gone a completely different direction. And I'm really glad that they stayed in that kind of like, more grindhousey like 70s just mm-hmm. like these are some satanists and they're gonna bring about some demons yeah there's like a little bit of like um edge like taken off like uh, in the end because it, it becomes it's very like it becomes very like teeny you know yeah, like yeah. where the girl so the at some point the killers get like start to get away i think it's just Maisie at this point yeah just at the end yeah she gets she gets free because um right before clara like 
became like fully demon she told um samantha is the name of the other character the main girl um she like tells her to leave and escape and she'll hold off like the killers and then she goes but then she like you know samantha feels like guilty and she's like no i have to save my friends she goes and she finds like an axe um that was like being used earlier in the movie and then she shows back up and um it, it becomes sort of like a like best friends like adventure after that because like uh they they there's like for a second samantha's like you're a demon like i have to let this chick go because like you're a demon you're evil but then clara is like hey we're, we get each other we're supposed to be best friends <laughs> and then she goes yeah you're right and then they both murder Maisie, and then they walk out of the movie like holding hands you know? i i kind of like it it is a little cheesy but i, I kind of like it because her character is like well my mom is dead and my stepdad just kind of left me here at this school so fuck that guy yeah. <laughs> i got nothing else to lose Let's yeah they do, do make it. a very big they do make demon a, time they do make a point of it being like her stepdad probably just to make you be like ah well she's she, just a stepdad anyway like she's not gonna go want to go be with him i just love this child character with like no familial ties or like earthly bounds she's like fuck it demon yeah she just goes you know what whatever well uh, we'll just hang around i want to see what their adventures are after this movie <laughs> just like oh, what do they do Do they just go i mean the demon's like totally unleashed you can do whatever it wants do whatever right? it wants <laughs> i'm sure it's gonna go see vegas oh yeah it's gonna go check out the the grand canyon there's lots of sights to be seen when you've been locked in a christian you know boarding school for, <laughs> for millennia hundreds of years um but yeah it, I, I even though it does get a little like teeny boppery at the end and you know that doesn't really that didn't really bother me and it kind of reminded me i was like oh because it's a christmas movie so it ends <laughs> like nice <laughs> what i liked about it is that it, it had all the like christmas visuals but it didn't like make a big deal of yeah it, it didn't make christmas. a big stink about christmas like i feel like in um oh it's a wonderful knife which we watched the other day mm-hmm. there was a distinct like almost lack of christmas <laughs> in yeah. it and uh i i thought this movie had tread like that nice balance between the two mm-hmm. well you know it's a wonderful knife had its own reasons it kind of like yeah. had to be not very christmasy for a big chunk of the movie but still i know what you mean um yeah so i i really i really like this one i i think there's like some like minor like nitpicks you can make but i think overall it's pretty good a little bit uh, when they did have blood it was clearly very like cg there was some there was some real stuff yeah um there you know so it wasn't like always the best um like special effects wise but not enough to detract that much from the movie i mean that dude getting all of his fingers cut off at once was was pretty pretty fucking pretty cool but I would I would say for the most part it's a pretty safe bet if you're looking for like a pretty you know mild casual Christmas horror movie. It's, it's light it's on the scares one. and and stuff, so it's pretty easy to like just put on. Yeah, um, it'll be more widely like watchable for for audiences. I think. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it ends nice. It gave me it gave me warm fuzzy Christmas feelings. Yeah sure yeah you wouldn't know i wouldn't know you wouldn't know what it's it, like it, it gave me it gave me a a feeling of satisfaction like ah <laughs> good enough. good good enough word thank you good enough it was i watched it this morning for breakfast it was it was a good breakfast yeah this one's a definite thumbs up for, yeah <laughs> for the for the show check it out number two on the list number two so this is uh the night of the missing 
which is a, uh, like I said, Screambox um, exclusive movie. Uh, I... Do you know? Do we know who own who who does Screenbox? I really, I really don't know enough about Screenbox. If we got any listeners out there who are like, I'm on Screenbox all the fucking time, <laughs> you need to hit us up because we need want recommendations. We want to know what's on Screenbox, what we got to check out, what we got to. Yeah, beat. that would that would definitely be appreciated. Is Screenbox like? Is it exclusive to? Is it an Amazon? Thing? It. I mean, like, is it like? Maybe it was like if. If Amazon owned Shutter, this is what it would be like. Is it one of those? Things? I would say no because I feel like Amazon has a Shutter like tie-in, or is that Hulu? I don't know. Um, it's AMC actually. I think. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Anyway, so this is Night of the Missing. Um, it's a. It, you know, it's only seventy-three minutes. Really? Yeah, it's a short one. Um, this is a horror anthology film. Uh, it's written and directed by Samuel Gonzalez Jr., among uh, other writers for the different um, shorts. Mm-hmm. The segments. Yeah. This one was another I, I another one that I think I found on Bloody Disgusting. I think they had an article about it. Um, and I, it sounded interesting because basically the, the premise is the through line is a mysterious woman shows up at a police station the uh, in the middle of christmas night a police officer the sheriff or whoever is there doing the overnight um finds her and then there's like this big board of missing people posters and this woman can like sense what happened to all so she's like the through line of every time we see a short it's like focused on one of the people in the missing posters then we come back to her and she gets increasingly creepier and creepier uh till the end of the movie um and I I think like the the worst part of it is the like through line story. I yeah, think it's the overarching really yeah. lame. Um, because basically what it ends up being is like, oh, the, the spooky lady wasn't the bad guy. It was the cop who is the reason why all these people are missing or something. She's just like a murderer cop. Yeah, it turns out that the like cop she's like telling all these stories to is a murderer, and she's like she gets that information from the missing person board. She's like, they're calling out and telling me blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I've seen this happen in like to me, when I watch a horror anthology and there's clearly like a good and a bad. Yeah. I'm already like red flag to be like, all right, well this is going to be a twist Mm -hmm. because they're not that bad. And this is the real bad guy. So like, I feel like it's kind of like troped out at this point, but yeah, it, it, it also doesn't make sense because she's like, you're the reason why all these people are missing. And then we just watched like three shorts of where, <laughs> where there's, where there's very like, specifically yeah, not that. Yeah. Woman. Some crazy paranormal thing. That's clearly not the cop that <laughs> killed her. Um, also the cop, she just wasn't, I didn't really buy the performance of the turn into the, the evil, like <laughs> there's like a funny scene where she's like chopping the woman up into like bits and it's like this slow-mo like buzz saw scene. Yes. She's yeah, making yeah. like the weirdest face while she's doing it. Open mouth. A yeah. lot of open mouth in front of the buzz saw, which is crazy. I'm like, you're going to catch some strays in there. Yeah, You really have to watch out. You're going to have to get a blood test, spend all day getting shots. Ugh. Uh, wear a face shield everyone yeah so like the the overarching story the connective story wasn't like really that interesting or shocking uh, and at the end it was just kind of like 
Right. But also the the there's only three shorts as well. I felt like that's probably how they got to seventy minutes. But like I could have used one more. I think four at least if you're doing an anthology movie, you need four. Three's like I think you know I think four if you got like one that you're like this one's not that great. But man, sometimes you'll get in front of an anthology movie that has like four or five stories, and you're just like, holy fuck, it's never ending. <laughs> I guess so. I, I I just feel like this was too short. Like there was there wasn't like enough because there was not a another two or three um like check ins with the with the main characters. The, it felt so abrupt. It was just like I mean I'm here to tell you about the spooky children and the cop is like worried and she's like oh okay let, I'm gonna help you and then tells like one story and she's like and I think you are the killer and she goes fuck you and just like. <laughs> It's like uh, the the turn is so is so sudden, um, but also the yeah the shorts themselves, uh, I don't think there's really any like particularly strong ones. I think the best is the first one with the little kid in the ice cream truck. That one honestly is really good. Uh, it's got some like cool visuals. It's got like a cool ice cream man monster. Uh, the the effect of the kid like getting frozen by this thing is really cool. I I just remembered like it, I I just really enjoyed that one until the very last shot. The very last shot when shows you, you a face. little bit too much of the monster, <laughs> and it's like very clearly just like a cheap mask. But like prior to that, that's a really good fucking short. Yeah, with the really like, really long arm coming out of the ice cream truck. And again, like the first movie that. It's a short, you don't usually see an anthology short that hinges on the performance of a child actor, and especially one so young, and I thought this kid did a really good job. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a fuckload of lines or anything, but, like, he was really, you know, like, emotive, he, was, yeah, he had he good body the, language. The yeah, I, I thought this one was the best one, but it's also the shortest one. Man, that long arm. Really? It's a, there's, a, there's a super I'm pretty long... sure that was in the trailer, oh, and that's what it's... hooked me. I was like, ooh, this looks this looks good. There's a super long arm that like creeps out from inside this uh, ice cream truck, and it just keeps going and going <laughs> and going like Mr. Uh, and then, Fantastic. And then it makes the kids' like ice cream cones start bleeding, which yeah, is pretty oh awesome. Yeah, oh my god. That was a good effect. That was really cool. Um, but then the one after that is the... The short after that is the the babysitter or the girl who's home alone, um, and she's just like kicking it around the house, uh, like the entire time until like occasionally she's interrupted by like a spooky ghost that shows up in like her doorway. But then like this this one is too long, I think, because there's a lot of like there's a whole like sex hotline like interlude thing that didn't really mean oh, anything. Yeah, okay. So like I this is the portion of the movie where I disassociated because like <laughs> I did not I just there was, nothing was like hooking me in there, but now that you mention it, it is starting to flood back to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she's like doing some sort of like phone sex work and she's like in this like weird abandoned house and then is this the one with all of the other like little people where she like goes no no no, no, no. that's a different this one, is a different one. <laughs> you know which one i'm talking about i do that's the next one. Oh, okay Basically, well then i have no idea th- this one is just uh, she's a girl who's like home alone or yeah she's it, it seems like she's not in her home i thought she was like babysitting or something at first 
but then she's just still there all by herself until occasionally like a like a, a ghost or something like creeps out from like a doorway at her um but then at the end of it you find out like it's just her from later on like in the future or something and then she gets like sucked up by a tv and then Boo. turns out she's been missing i don't Boo. know it was it was like it felt like it was trying really hard to tell me something and it just could not communicate. I'm like, do you think it was unable to communicate it, or you were unable to receive the message? No, I'm I'm open to whatever they <laughs> want to tell me, but they got it. Like, I think they just. I was like, I don't really know what the lesson of this is. <laughs> um, so I didn't really like that one. I thought the actress did a good job w- with her performance. It just like didn't eh, the whole thing didn't make any sense. <laughs> and also, yeah, why are like. It's so weird that the through line is such like a oh it's just a a cop who's a serial killer is such like a grounded like horror but then all of the shorts are like so supernatural extremely they're all like Twilight Zone oh no there's shorts four, there's four shorts how I forgot so yeah so the next one after the the home Home Alone one is this is the one with the little people. So there's like an old man who's like sweeping around a garage and he like hears some noises and sees like lights coming from this big um, like table that's like a little um, like scale model of like a neighborhood. It's like, so all the like, there's like those tiny houses. It's like this whole town and he hears like noises and sees lights coming from it. So he like slow, he's an old dude too. Yeah, he's old, old. And he like, slowly walks his way over to the table and he's like look in there and there's like all these little tiny like people figures like stacked up but then we like zoom into the table right and then we're in like suddenly we're in like a regular looking normal neighborhood and there's like two girls are like all bloodied and like they're like at the end of a movie that we haven't seen any of (laughs) they're like all like cut up and they're limping and they're bleeding everywhere and they're just being like followed by like creepy people at who like look like they're wearing like toy face makeup you know what i mean yeah um so they're done to they're done up to like look like they're made of plastic or something and they're they're doing the uh like thing where they move when you don't they only move when you're not looking at them you know so these little these girls are being like stalked by these like creepy doll creatures and then we keep like cutting up to like the old guy like kind of seeing like this observing all. everything yeah it's like it's like the the figures just like i guess change like every time we see them from like his vision so i'm just assuming every once in a while like he'll blink and like they'll just be, they'll just be somewhere else because he's just like looking at them and they're not like it's not like CG where you see little people, people moving. Yeah, no, it's, it's all just, just like plastic little, figures. little guys. And he's just like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and then, like, the... Again, this one has really no, like, story, right? Because uh, we're, we, we've... They've gone through, like, this whole adventure that we didn't get to see. We just see the end of it. We can assume what happened. And then they get to the end of the table, right? Like, literally, like, the one girl dies... And then her friend just kind of like drops herself <laughs> off the edge of the table. Yeah, she just she she's walking backwards to try and like avoid the people, and she's slowly creeping back and slowly creeping back, and then all of a sudden she's like falling forever, and you cut out to the the guy, the old guy watching the models, <laughs> and this tiny little person the size of like a grain of rice just goes <laughs> like right on the floor, and he's like, oh. And then he looks down, and the 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 little model is like, 
like all like <laughs> the arms and legs are like going everywhere. And then he like picks it up and puts it back down on the table. And then we zoom back in and her corpse is just like <laughs> mangled on this pavement. Yeah. So this one was, I think it was, it had an, a very interesting idea. Um, but I, I would have rather seen it explored not in like seven minutes in this like <laughs> in this horror anthology that again has this has like neither of these at least the first short have ice cream in it which is like c- cold so it's kind of Christmassy <laughs> right like it has at least some ice cream? sort of wait like- <laughs> no I'm gonna have to push back there are I there are no cold desserts at Christmas. <laughs> There's hot desserts wall to wall. They're stealing desserts from Thanksgiving because they can't get any of their own. We got like fucking fruit pies, pumpkin pies, (laughs) cookies. Cookies and milk is as close as I'm going to let you get to ice cream. Ice cream is not a Christmas dessert. I'm just saying there's there's ice and Christmas is icy. That's like the only connection you get because otherwise none of these have anything to do with Christmas. This movie is just very specifically the the through line is set on Christmas. But that was the only connection they tried to make. To me, this was marketed as a Christmas horror anthology. But you don't get to say that. No, if the you don't. O- if the only thing is that there is a Christmas tree in the police station. It is a horror anthology with Christmas in it. <laughs> Not even that. <laughs> Literally, all it is is there's a Christmas tree in the corner of the police station that provides some fun lighting. But, like, otherwise, that's all that Christmas has to do with this movie and the anthology. Um, yeah. I, I, so, anyway, the little people one, the little figurines. I thought it was a cool idea. I would like to see something like that explored, like, in a more, like, opened up form. Because I would have, again, I would have rather watched, like, that movie. Like, just show me the beginning of that yeah. <laughs> for the rest of this movie. Um, but I thought that one was, oh, that was okay. It had some ideas that are worth checking out. And then the final one, now this is the last, this is the fourth one. This is the one that ends up taking, like, its own third of the movie to do. It's the one where the guy is haunted by his dead girlfriend. Remember this one? Yes. So, the movie's, it's this guy and this girl, and they're in this, like, shitty apartment. And he, like, the guy, like, swears that he's gonna do whatever it takes to get them a better life. And so it, it cuts to like his idea was like steal a lot of drugs from a from drug dealers. And then I guess he's then going to sell it, but before he can do that, the, the the drug dealers find him, break into their house, uh kill his girlfriend and then I guess say like get us our money back. They, they pretty much tell him like, "Hey, you stole all this drugs from us. You should probably not do that. How are you going to get us our money back?" He's like, "I promise I'm going to get it back to you next week." He's like, "Cool. You definitely you're going to have it. All right. Great. Thanks. By the way, bang. Your yeah. girlfriend's dead." <laughs> so then that dude gets off-screen arrested, <laughs> interrogated and processed and then put on parole and released. And we essentially cut from boom his girlfriend's dead to a week later when he gets released on parole and he gets home and they show up at his house and they're like, where's the money? And he's like, motherfucker, you killed my girlfriend. I just spent the week dealing with the fact that I have a dead girlfriend in my house now. When did you think I was going to sell all your fucking drugs? And he's like, damn, you didn't sell the drugs. That sucks. You should have sold the drugs instead of getting arrested. It's so, it's so like, the, it's so crazy that jump to, <laughs> to, like, we 
We skip all of these. Like, oh, and I'm back from jail. I feel like that sketch, that that short is like uh, when you just like put on like Breaking Bad and fall asleep, <laughs> and then just you're just waking up at like certain scenes, and you're like, wait, what happened? How did we get here? <laughs> Why are they in the yellow now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like that. Um, and then so basically, the drug dealers come back to uh, antagonize or kill the boyfriend, but then they both get murdered by the ghost the the dead girlfriend ghost of the the main dude he even kills his parole she even kills his parole officer yeah because right? he calls the parole officer he's like something's happening in my house you gotta get down here these guys showed up and they tried to kill me and then a ghost killed them and he's like hey man i'm your parole officer like please don't tell me you're getting high like i really that's not good for you i gotta come down there and piss test you he's like dude so just get down here i need help the fucking parole officer shows up and he's like all right man i don't know what you're talking about but here pee in this cup and he's like what's this for he's like well you're clearly fucked up and using while you're on parole and like we can't have that and then the parole officer gets taken out (laughs) it's like he wasn't even doing anything wrong (laughs) yeah it started to it started to feel like the um Mm, what you say? <laughs> the, the fucking Saturday Night Live skit. Like, I can't think of more cops are going to come running in. Boom! <laughs> mm, what you say? So fucking good. Um, yeah, so, anyway, that's the, and that's the end of that one, right? He just, like, he, all those people die, but he's just stuck with his ghost girlfriend. Well, he, now. like, slowly realizes, like, oh, like, it's a girlfriend, it's the ghost yeah. of my girlfriend, and I promise her. It takes her... him way too long to realize yeah, that. Yeah, It's clearly, who else would be haunting you? <laughs> I, I remember seeing, there's a very specific sequence where, like, the one drug dealer dude is about to get killed, and, uh, like, it's at the point where the viewer already knows that there's a ghost killing these guys. Yeah. And there's a really, really bad shot of a floating knife behind this dude. <laughs> oh, and it like, rough. it, it's clearly just kind of goes to the side of him, but you're in profile. <laughs> so it looks like it goes in him. And I was like, fuck, if you just cut that one shot out, it would look so much better. Yeah. Like if you just had the noise and him fall over, it's like, we would have understood. It wouldn't have even changed the runtime of the movie. It would have been like a, a 62 minute movie versus a 63 minute movie tops. Yeah. Uh, it was, <laughs> I do remember that one. That was not great. Um, and yeah, the, the, so the, that's how the short ends. It's just the ghost kills a bunch of people and the guy's like, guess that's my girlfriend now. Thanks, my ghost girlfriend. Sorry, I got you murdered. And then we cut back. This is after this last short is when there's, you know, he's in between them all. The Like we said, the woman who showed up to the police station is acting like crazier and crazier because she's like, I know this one. I've seen what happens to him and I've seen what happens to her. Um that she starts like raving um mm-hmm. and then she you know accuses the police officer who's on duty of being like the evil one and so then the police officer officer like shoots the shit out of her because she's basically she's like well she's getting really loud so i guess i'll I guess i'll murder her she's gonna give away my secret that i somehow killed all these people through like supernatural shorts yeah. i don't understand it doesn't it doesn't add up i don't know if the movie is i don't remember very clearly i don't think it like actually accuses her of b i think it's just like the woman is like i know what happened to all these people 
I also know that you are a murderer. I don't know if it's saying that she killed all them, which is which would have been better, but also would not make any sense because Boo. they're all supernatural. Um, and then yeah, so then this the, the the cop kills the the mysterious woman, and then like right as she killed her, this the old janitor like peeks his head in, and he's like, oh, uh oh. So then we get his, and then it, like she makes like an evil face at him, and then it cuts to her, and she's like carving both of the bodies up, and then she throws them in a sack and tosses it over back, and just walks towards the camera. That's the end of it. And I was like, man, I I would have preferred it. I think, honestly, what would have made it better is if it was just not in a police station. If it was just, like, she walked into a stranger's house and it was just, like... Because, you know what? The the, the police angle of it all just, like, kind of doesn't make it fun for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm also not that, like... I <laughs> Maybe I wasn't that shocked that the police officer was evil, you know? <laughs> It was, like, less of a twist for me. If it was, like, a cozy, like, grandma in a, like, strange house or something, I'd be like, oh, killer grandma. Oh. And then you could have made it more Christmassy because it's, like, grandma's house. Right? Like, killer cop is, like, that's not even a twist. I just assumed she was murdering people, (laughs) like, you know, for her job. Yeah. (laughs) So, but with all that and just, like, the complete, like, disregard for it being a Christmas movie, um... I didn't think it was a very good anthology. And then I also was disappointed that I didn't even get like a halfway interesting Christmas horror movie, you know? It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and I had high hopes. Again, I got fooled with the ice cream truck. I thought there'd be more Christmas stuff in it. <laughs> it's like, what, what do they say? Die Hard? They're like, Die Hard, that's a Christmas movie. And you're like, is there, it a Christmas movie? It is. They There's way more emphasis on the Christmas of it all in Die Hard. It's like very acknowledged, like the whole movie. Is that like a good uh, a barometer, though? Is it, If it's like, <laughs> oh, is it Die Hard Christmas? Or is it just like at, at Christmas time? Maybe. I think that's a good in-between. Yeah. Uh, between that and like a full on like this is a, like Krampus is a Christmas movie right yes because like the the whole point of it is that it's like on Christmas this is like an evil Santa so that's like a Christmas Christmas movie capital C Christmas yeah so yeah I think that's a I think Die Hard is like a good in you know in the middle between that and not <laughs> barely this is at the bottom they barely even, <laughs> like I said there's a Christmas tree not a sprig of mistletoe anywhere that's it that's the whole movie so. Uh, bad for this month of Christmas movies. I don't think it's worth. No, it's not worth getting a free uh, uh, trial of Screenbox for. This is why we need we need the Screenbox people. Don't to waste come it forward on this one. And don't tell waste us your trial on this. Tell one. us the good stuff to trial on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's Night of the Missing. Now, before we get into this third one, mm-hmm. if you plan on watching this movie. You need to get inebriated. You need to, you need to, this sobriety is, is the enemy of this movie. (laughs) I genuinely think throw an edible down the hatch, have a couple, uh, tall boys, maybe, uh, some whiskey in your cider, but don't, don't raw dog this film. This next, this third one. I wish I, I, I wish I didn't. And the worst part is like, I, I, I think more people should watch it. I just don't think they should watch it sober. 
Yeah, it, it is a weird movie, right? Because I don't think people should watch it. But, like, I think there's some things they're going to want to see. You know? <laughs> that's that's a very good way to phrase it. I don't want you to watch this movie, but I there are some things I need you to see. What, the way you pitched it to me, you're like, I need you to see this movie. I can't tell you anything about it. I need this movie just to happen to you. Yeah. And I was Does like... It happened to me. When I when I got to the end of it, I was like, "All right, well, I can I can tell why he wanted it to happen to me." <laughs> so yeah, so this last movie, this is a creature was stirring. Um, this was uh, directed by Damien Levesque, uh, and it just says there's one writer. It says Shannon uh, Shannon Wells is the uh, the writer of the movie. Um, She's apparently known for this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, but, Shannon Wells, mm-hmm. she's going on my list of names to know for doing things. And uh, not good things, <laughs> just things. And the director, Damien Levesque, was known for a movie, it sounds really familiar. It's called The Cleansing Hour. I don't know. This sounds like something that, that I, does sound familiar. Um, I'm not familiar with it. It just sounds, I think I've seen it bopping around on Shutter or something. Um, the cast is actually interesting because it's got, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, Chrissy Metz. She's from that. Oh, this is us show. We did see the, the cleansing hours that one, uh, where they did the exorcism on like a YouTube live stream. Oh, we like that movie. That one's awesome. That is a good movie. That one's awesome. This movie's not that awesome. Not as awesome as that one. Not even close as awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Chrissy Metz is the main character of this movie. She, you would know her from, she's like in that really big show. Um, your mom knows who she is. Yeah. And I'm, the capital your. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, the public's moms. The public, yeah, yeah. All of your moms yeah, knows what, who she what is. What is the This Is Us, that show, that yes. it's just like, we want you to be sad for 45 minutes. Hey, have you the considered show? crying for 45 <laughs> minutes? Here's, here's the show for you. Guess what? what? Next week, we got crying. And the week after that, crying. A lot of tissue ads in between. Oh, yeah. Um, it's also got, uh, Connor Paolo, uh, Scout Taylor Compton, and, um, I don't know her from anything, uh, but the daughter in this movie is put by Annalise Basso, and I thought she was actually pretty good. Honestly, I thought she was the best performer <laughs> of all of them. Uh, so this is a weird movie. I, like, saw a trailer for it that was very misleading. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, because again, this one is also this is bottom Christmas time. Like they are just Christmas lights up. But that other than that, yes, that's pretty much yes. it. The setting is Christmas. The story is divorced from that. Very divorced. <laughs> um, and, and the the movie, but the movie is called A Creature Was Stirring. So it like knew, Christmas title. Yeah, it, it's a Christmas title that they just they were like, ah, oh, we got them in. They they're here for. They caught us specifically, like. Hook line. Do, got you, me. do you think they had their premise and then they were like, how can we capitalize on a release time frame? Had to be. Had to be like, wait, what if we reverse engineer this script and make it a Christmas movie? Yeah, I don't even think they did the reverse. And en- I think they were just like, oh, we'll add Christmas lights to the setting and <laughs> and we'll just give it a Christmas name and people will think that's what they're getting into. Because, yeah, this is not a Christmas movie. Um, so it's about a uh, a mother and a daughter who are blizzarded into their very nice house. I'm going to flag blizzarded in. <laughs> snowed snowed in, in. But there's a blizzard. 
It's not a. Ra- it's still happening. Um, there's like a crazy blizzard. They're stuck in their house. Um, it's like a really big, nice house for just a single mom nurse. Yeah, like nurses notoriously underpaid <laughs> in our country. Yeah, she's got a gorgeous, sprawling house. It's huge. I don't know what they're they're in like Kentucky, aren't they? Oh, uh, that might bring some things to light. <laughs> Um, either that or just the main character is from, there's Kentucky mentioned at some oh, point. Oh, no, I remember why she has a nice house. She's a nurse and she used to be working on a hospice case for like two years and the lady croaked and when the will came up, she got the house in the will. She just oh, willed her that house. That's how I, I, missed, I, for, I, I completely forgot about that. I watched it twice and I missed <laughs> that. I missed that part. Again, weird. There's like, oh, there's a lot of weird characterizations that like don't need to be like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be brought up that gets brought up um yeah so mother and uh daughter are stuck in this house the daughter seems to have like some sort of mysterious illness that the mom needs to like keep her we find out it needs she needs to be kept at a certain temperature she's constantly monitoring her temperature to keep her in this range of like two degrees it's like somewhere around like 102 and 105 yeah so she's so there's a lot of rectal thermometer in this movie it's more accurate that's what they say (laughs) it's more accurate that's what that's what we learned apparently it's a good internal temp indicator (laughs) um and then so we get a a lot of like weird scenes between them like trying to sort of like you know leave a trail of mystery of to what the, like you know they're like never like explicit on what is wrong with her she's not like a sickly like laying no, in she bed kid. Fine. she's she's a visually totally normal like person but they have like all of these like locks and stuff on her door and they're like clearly like set into a very specific routine of like monitoring it mm-hmm and uh that's when we get like the title sequence because they the mom locks the daughter away with like boxing headgear on and then she just goes like nuts flopping around her bedroom which has like one of those like prison like great slats slats like you know (laughs) the peephole on the door yeah (laughs) and it's not even the whole door it's just like a piece of like wood that they got that's like you can still see above it but it's still got the little built-in slat it was very funny um and then, yeah, the, the opening credits happen, and it's, like, I, I forget what the... There's, like, a crazy, like, creepy version of a Chris, old Christmas song mm-hmm. um, played, you know, over the, the whole thing. And all throughout the opening credits, you see, like, notes, and, like, it's, like, a big chalkboard, and there's, like, all this, like, theoretical science going on. Yeah, we're kind of, like, floating around some big, like, pepe sylvia style like yeah. string and tack board of like weird medical science and yeah. like it says weird... like you know it's got like the safe safe zone this many degrees to this many degrees like temperature wise and then but then you got other things where it's just like mutant question mark like genomes we, you know? <laughs> we brush over like a fucking open dictionary and it's like open to the page mutant and we like scroll down like the definition yeah. of like mutant mutation mutant gene mutagen mutagen yeah <laughs> like all right something's happening yeah you're like okay so this is like a creature movie that's what i was i was hoping and i guess it is it definitely is but it's more of like a babadookian creature movie because uh, like the creature in this is not like a actually really a creature right <laughs> so uh, 
so it's like a thing it's where it's so not going to feel as good. It's so hard to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're so anyway, you're you're pretty sure like some some sort of weird creature thing is happening because you also you also scroll past like an open like storybook that has a bunch of little people in a like house being like menaced by a huge porcupine cartoon. <laughs> like it looks like uh that's right porcupine. porcupine you heard it right porcupine yeah it's very clearly a giant porcupine monster in the in that drawing and that's what it is in the movie <laughs> uh, I, I, just to get to the good stuff there's two people that like break into the house out of the, the another blizzard. home invasion home, another home invasion hmm. um and like unwanted entities in my Christmas, <laughs> and like they are such a side plot to what's going on with the mother and daughter because the mother is trying to keep these two now home invaders who she's been like, all right, well, like clearly it's a blizzard. You can stay here for the night, but you got to be gone in the morning. Leave my daughter alone. She's sick and she's got a condition. Yeah. So now these two people are trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on because it seems like you're holding your daughter captive. Yeah. All the while, the mom is still trying to monitor the daughter from turning into a gigantic, <laughs> like, eight-foot porcupine Person? monster. It looks like something out of, like, uh... It looks like something out of, like, Psycho Goreman. <laughs> it's very, like, uh, Saban, yeah. you know, like, Creature of the Week looking. Like, it, it looks like they just found, like, a rejected Power Ranger villain costume. Yes. And, and then used it for this movie. Yes. The creature design is gross as fuck. Yeah. That, they got that going for yeah, it. Yeah, I could see it in, like, a trauma movie, right? And there's, like, a pretty gnarly transformation scene, like, towards the end where she, yeah. like, morphs into it and, like, all the quills are coming through her back and her skin changes and, like, her her hand separates and this gross, like, porcupine hand. I, yeah. It's like weird little grabbies. Yeah, that he has. she's like a were porcupine, but like there's a temperature element. If to she like... gets too hot or too cold, she'll turn. We learn she'll turn into this monster. What? Um, the monster like menaces the two people who the who showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, there's like a little creepy, fun, like kind of chase suspense scene in a snow tunnel where the chicks like kind of like army crawling through a, a tunnel in the snow. Um, we get a lot of background on the mom being like a piece of shit when she yeah, was she younger. Used to be like a party girl. She's like really into like we find out like pretty into a crazy kind of drug doing. Um, but we we like there's a lot of develop and put into that like there's so much energy of the movie is like don't forget don't forget mom used to be a piece of shit and yeah. now she's a good lady and now she's good um eventually the yeah the the two people who are like religious they're like they're like missionaries or something I, to call the missionaries is weird um because the one guy is pretty like outspoken he's like yeah i'm kind of like a lapsed like catholic yeah. i'm really bad at like being uh, uh you know a Christian, but the other girl, the girl that's with him is like, who's his sister. So in, is that what it is? Yeah. They're brother and sister. Oh, she's so devout to the point where she has like 
Jesus crucified and then like the three other guys like on the mount like tattooed in this huge mural on her back and she's like really into like oh like we can't we can't turn our back on this girl and leave this creepy weird house like clearly something's going on we have to save this girl and he's like why no we don't we can just stay here and leave in the morning it's totally not our problem or our business and she has these weird like the best way i can describe it is when like you see someone whose parents work for like lockheed martin but they're like um burning man style hippies she has like viking white lady dreadlocks that are tie-dyed and like dyed blue and white it's mm-hmm. just not it's not a good look for white people <laughs> um but yeah so eventually the, the 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 brother and sister they decide they're going to like stop the mother from they think she's harming the the daughter so they're they like knock her out and they like tie her up to to the um it's like a swivel chair yeah a little swivel chair in the that's in the upstairs and then they wake her up and they question her about like what she's doing. And then like the movie just kind of like spirals from here. Cause I'm like, I don't, I like it. The, I don't, at this point I'm like, what is this movie about? <laughs> because like they try to leave and then she doesn't want them to leave, but then she like wants them out. But then she asks them to stay again. She's got issues. Yeah. Um, but eventually the, the, the sister leaves, just goes like knocks out the window and leaves. And then the brother is like, who starts to look for the daughter so he can go save her. Mm-hmm. And then he gets like quilled by the porcupine. He has like a conversation with the porcupine monster who has like a very gentlemanly voice. <laughs> um, But then <laughs> after their conversation is over, he like quills the shit out of him. The quills are actually kind of cool because they like are huge. Yeah. Like, they're like porcupine five feet long. They're yeah. huge. So this guy gets impaled by like a bunch of quills, like rips them all out and then goes, um, on a you know quick little chase until he finds the mom again in like the living room right he falls over and then dies well he falls over and they're they're having a brief moment of like i don't want to call it intimacy but they're having a, a brief uh relating moment where like they're holding hands and they're like shit's fucked up out there huh and she's like yeah and then the fucking porcupine monster <laughs> launches into the air and spins around like Sonic the Hedgehog before crashing down onto this man's chest and fucking exploding him all over the room with its quills. It's actually really good. This is like the only part of the movie that really got me. It's pretty I was good. Like, this it's, is awesome. It's pre- I remember like I watching it, jaw dropped, and I just turned. I just turned to look at you. I was like, what the fuck? fuck yeah the i actually do you know what i do like the design of the monster because again it's very like trauma but in like i think in a good way it looks really stupid but that's why i like it yeah it you know it has like a monstrous face right but then it also has like a human face on top of its on the top of it's like a a devil man like villain yeah where it's like clearly this used to be a person, but now it's been like morphed into a disgusting like nightmare. It was creature. Pretty, I thought it was pretty cool, but also yes, he does a lot of like sonic rolling around the movie. There's He'll just curl so up into much. a ball and just go whoop 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 whoop. You know, 
And besides Sonic the Hedgehog making an appearance, there is like a legally questionable amount of Green Lantern being referenced in this movie. And I wouldn't even say, I would say called out directly Green Lantern. Like, yeah, oh no, for sure. Because we, so the, the, the mother's name, the mother in this movie, her name is Faith. Uh huh. Mm. And the daughter, the daughter, <laughs> the daughter's name is Charm. Because she's my lucky charm. Boom. Uh, and so charm at the very beginning is like, oh, hey, I was reading Green Lantern. Again, just like flat. She's like, I was reading Green Lantern. And the mom's like, I don't know who Green Lantern is. And she goes, she like gives his whole origin. She's like, oh, well, you know, he's a, you know, part of the intergalactic space force that, you know, they, they, you know, explains his powers and stuff. And you're like, okay, we know Green Lantern. Yeah, Green Lantern. We know Green Lantern. Yeah. But then like later in the movie, the mom like steals the daughter's like Green Lantern comics, just like a random one. And it was like, again, I I yelled it when we were watching the movie. I'm like, you can't just start at the Parallax Saga. (laughs) You gotta go to the beginning. She just jumps into a stray issue of Green Lantern. She's like, all right, how? She's like, she is going to be so lost. She ends up like jerking it to that comic though. So I don't think she was in it for the story anyway. She just wanted to see them green tights. (laughs) But yeah, so she like, there's a, a weird fantasy sequence that happens where the mom is like, uh, fantasizing that just the Green Lantern comes into her room and starts fucking her, and it's just the guy that's in the house, the the one of the um Christian people, uh, Corey, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's imagining that Corey is in a Green Lantern costume and fucking her, not like like oh, I wish Hal Jordan was here to fuck me. She's like, no, I wish this guy I wish that, that I know scrawny guy downstairs was, was just dressed in this bad like dollar store green lantern costume but still the fact that he shows up in and i'm like what are are they allowed to do this I, it was so weird weird choice yeah but so you know all that weird stuff happens all the uh the, the two christian people die uh the mom faith goes that's it it's time to get this monster out of this fucking house and i'll save my daughter she just grabs a baseball bat with nails in it goes down there to like beat the shit out of him there's all of a sudden like weird like little goblin uh uh porcupine guys i got nothing like little muppets that they were just like well we got them yeah yeah we had fur left over in our budget so So let's just make a bunch of little guys yeah gotta put them in the movie um she goes down there and then she like tricks it. She like puts the baseball bat down, right? It's like this weird scene. Where it's like, why did we do it this way? She like she... she puts the bat down. She like hums a little like lullaby song that she would sing for her daughter, and the thing is like, Ooh, lullaby, <laughs> <laughs> and then she pulls out a switchblade that was in her pocket and stabs him. I'm like, why wouldn't you just smack him with the like? Wh- why this ruse? I I. Uh... It, uh, it slices open like a big hole in this monster, and then she like just reaches in and pulls <laughs> her daughter out of the monster hole. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's so like clearly just like latex and like cardboard and stuff <laughs> that they're like pulling her out of. <laughs> but uh, she pulls it out of this monster, and the monster dies, and she's oh she saved her daughter. And then it's like the next, it's like a couple of days later, it cuts to and. The blizzard has stopped. I think it says one week later. One week later, the snow has stopped. It's melting. They're like, guess what? It's going to be 75 today. I'm like, whoa. Everyone's going to get a cold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Global warming. Um, 
And the mom is like, talks to the, you know, Faith is talking to Charm. Charm's like, all right, I'm going to my job that I just got. Bye-bye. Yeah, like turns into a Hallmark movie for like one scene. Yeah, and then uh, Faith goes outside and she finds like all these like pictures that were like in the suitcase that she like threw out the window earlier in the movie that had all her like drug stuff in it. Um, She looks at all these photos and she sees one. She's like, oh, the guy and his sister that were here last like last week. I remember them from my past. And then we like, and I'm like, the movie is over. The movie is fucking (laughs) over. And then we have a full, like three and a half. Then we flash back to 1998. Why are we in 1998? (laughs) No. How? The movie's supposed to be over. Roll credits. No. And this is where like the twist, this is when you get the like psychosis twist. The twist twist. Where this is the M. Night Shyamalan twist. Because it turns out that the guy and the girl, the Christian people, they were from a night in 1998, back when Faith was, like, a bad girl. And, like, this, they were trying to, like, convert her to, like, Christianity to get her into a program or something. And so the guy, Corey, is like, no, I really like her. I think I can get to her. And then she'll come with us. And then there was like a line earlier in the movie where Faith was like, I used to love corrupting innocence. She was, I was like, all right, Batman villain. <laughs> like, like, it's it's also crazy that she was like, I know it has been in the context of the movie. It's like 10 years from when she like had, you know, had her daughter while like being on drugs. And she's like cleaned up. And now 10 years later, she's a nurse who just get gifted a crazy house, I guess. Um, but like the amount of like character, like development she had to do, like to get from there to there, knowing what this character is in the past, it's crazy because she, she comes into the movie, um, her past self in 1998 in like this insanely huge, like leopard print, like just full body leopard print, like (laughs) dress. It was a different time. It was wild. And she's like clearly i think this is like the ultimate example of like people like just going this is what i think these types of people are like you know yes they've never experienced what like a drug den is like but it's probably like this this is probably what a drug den in the 90s looked like yeah for sure Yeah, it's like so clearly not like it's so over the top it it is jarring there was no empty pringle cans laying around so you know it's not authentic Um, but yeah, so she, she, we, we get the, the line read back to us again. I used to love corrupting innocence. And so she like sits the kid down and like forcibly and like overdoses him on heroin. Yeah. And fucks him. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm like, Ooh, bad look, mom. Bad, She gives bad him look. the fucking hot shot. And then she just kind of like pushes <laughs> his head back and then it's like, and then it's on. And then, you know, we see, she's like, oh, we go back to, like, regular, like, the modern time, and she's like, oh, oh no, my memories, like, they all start, like, my snap, brain, snapping back to her, and then there's, like, a shot of the, the daughter, or the, the sister being like, you killed my brother, and he's, like, overdosing, um, and so we find out that, like, those people were not there the whole time. Then we go back through the whole movie, and all the times that, like, the, the, the people who broke in are interacting with the daughter, it's all just like if they fade away and then the mom's there, like it's, it was all her the whole time pretending that she was these two other people. It was, it's so dumb. It's such a, such a bad twist. It's so dumb. Yeah. I guess she's been in some sort of like 
um what's the it's like a psychosis the thing like what it's like that specific like condition where you like it's like the thing by proxy like where you have to oh munchausen 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 by proxy she's been in like a a munchausen's fugue where (laughs) she's like i I, like she can't remember that she's like been forcibly like making her daughter sick she's been like shooting antifreeze into her daughter too yeah well again that's the other thing uh, the movie like that is pointed out and they're like, well, she must be a monster. This is before we realize that the ghost people are are not are, real. Are ghost people. Before yeah. we realize that, you know, the the one sister is like, you know, what kind of mother would shoot up her daughter with antifreeze? But then also, what kind of daughter just doesn't die from it? So I'm like, it. So she's like, is she supernatural? Like, or is that because that's all a lie anyway? I I think it's all in this fucking lady's head. <laughs> <laughs> and we we go from her like realizing that all of this shit was in her head to this shot of her daughter dead mangled up in this tree outside of their house Ugh. like she jumped out the window and then just got like impaled on a tree and stuck there and now yeah now it's there like was, there was a scene where the the religious girl like left that she was interacting with faith um the mom character and they were like arguing and faith was like no don't go like i want you to stay and help my daughter and then the woman just still jumps out the window but then we find out it was when it does the like superimposing of like what the real thing that happened was uh the daughter is the one that leaves now listeners if this sounds like a confusing mess that's because this fucking movie is a confusing mess. It's got a giant porcupine bitch in it. It's got a lady who's tripping out on her own fucking sauce. She's like sober and she's still like losing it. She has no idea what's going on. Two two of the characters that are the focus of the movie for a long time aren't even real. Yeah, they get scenes by themselves. <laughs> yeah, we do. there's scenes where they're talking with the two of them, even though they're all in her imagination. That's the thing. If you're going to do that kind of twist, you can't have... You can't the, do that. You can't do that. No. Right? Because now we're seeing just imaginary stuff, you know? It needs to be like our... Our... POV. Our... Uh, yeah, our... um narrator character you know yeah. the character we're following that is having the break they need to be there the whole time yeah otherwise it doesn't make any sense because the daughter also has like a solo conversation with this guy that i even on my second viewing of it was like he, the dialogue doesn't make any sense here if it's her mom well because she was just imagining both sides of the conversation oh yeah. which is just like all right like at least in Fight Club, they're like, all right, well, he's here for all these conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it needs that kind of attention so we didn't give it. Yeah, the, I, I didn't even put it together that they had scenes by themselves, even though they weren't real characters. Now, like we said, this movie is bad and you... And I it's don't, not Christmas related. It's bad. It's the only, again, like the second one, the only Christmas connection is a loose connection out of the title and then there are Christmas lights and Christmas trees and there's snow. But this movie's bad. <laughs> you shouldn't watch it, but you should see it. it. You should see what happens in it. Because it's the movie really is all over the place. There's like a lot of like crazy decisions that just got made and nobody thought to check it at all. They were This is the perfect movie for decorating your tree because you can be focused on a completely separate task <laughs> and come back and look at the movie. 
and be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Guess what? You missed fuck all nothing. <laughs> There's also really uneven performances. Like, <laughs> so, and then, like, sometimes the, the the tone and, like, content of, like, the characters gets so dark that the goofiness of the, like, Sonic the Hedgehog that's rolling around this movie is, like, it makes it kind of feel, like, kind of, like depressing. It's like you're... It's too depressing. It's too goofy to go next to like what is probably a lot of people's like real stories. It's it's clearly trying to say something about addiction. Yeah, but it's like again, it's not really saying anything very clearly. Here's what it ends up saying about addiction: is that even if you get clean, you're you'll be fucking crazy and you'll torture your daughter. It's like super weird. Yeah, I you know what? Um, Euphoria said it better. So. You know, it's kind of hard. I, I know, I know they were pulling the the big guns out because they got the drama lady, right? Mm-hmm. They thought they were gonna. They're like, oh, we got some one. star power. She's gonna bring the tear jerking. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it quite gets there. <laughs> I don't think it's her fault. <laughs> no, I don't think it's anyone anyone in particular's fault. Good thing to say about this movie: it is at least shot interestingly and lit interestingly. Like the. The house is in, like, a state of, you know, pandemonium because she's trying to, like, uh, maintain... The early stages of a hoarder house. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, it looks very much like a hoarder house. But, like, she's trying to maintain this, like, internal temperature. So she's got, like, some lights are on, some lights are off. Some rooms are, like, just lit by, like, Christmas lights. And then the other lights are just, like, weird mood lighting. And it, it is, like, cool. Like, it's dynamically lit. I, I think instead of going for all this, like, twisty, turny, like, gotcha once, gotcha twice, like, uh, kind of storytelling, I would have much preferred if it, pr- preferred it, if it was just a straight up survival, like, they're stuck in this house, they don't have a lot of food, and they have to keep it a certain temperature or this chick will turn into an actual monster and eat her mom. If it was just that, just those two actors, yeah. you can give me, I'll watch that movie, give me some fun monologues. Yeah. You know, and I think it would have been way better. But then in- instead, again, we we get a whole like set of characters that like come into the movie halfway through, and they're not even real characters. They're all made up <laughs> in the main character's head. So like, it's just a big waste of time. They also try to have a very serious conversation about God in this movie yeah. and like Jesus, which is funny because like you have these two like people who are trying to they're like framed as uh like missionaries like you said and there's this scene where they're at the dinner table and she's like talking about god's plan and the mom like kind of has a bitch fit about it she's like god's plan what do you think this blizzard is god's plan do you think leaving you people out in the cold to starve and almost die is god's plan well yeah she has all the thing like god's plan is uh, pretty good for me it gives me an out i can do whatever i want because yeah if i kick you out and you die you know that's just god's plan it's not my fault yeah <laughs> she has this big like fucking speech about being a nurse and she's like we try to keep the people alive by acting and you try to you know save the people in death by you know building pine boxes yeah it's it, it comes kind of out of nowhere it's like a, suddenly a very dramatic like and now we're going to lecture you, viewer, you know, <laughs> but not even lecture. It was just like, here's my point of view on this debate. It's just like, all right, you know, I get it. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, lady, but 
I also just don't think we need this in the movie right now. No. You know? No, I think <laughs> you're... Really right. add anything. I think you scale down, you simplify, you take out the second twist at the end, you got a much better story about a girl who turns into a giant porcupine and eats her mom. Yeah, I think, you know, the... I would have given it points for being, like, interesting. Because I was like, I've never even considered a, a were-porcupine, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think they had the costume first? Maybe. <laughs> like, I just don't... I don't... Somebody did a drawing on a you, napkin. How do you... How do you get Arrive that movie off the ground? How do you get that idea off the ground? Well, like, do you think the porcupine is... Because she was, like, a drug addict? Was it, oh, like, it's a, is needle? It a needle? It's a needle thing? Like the needles? Fucking boo! <laughs> like, oh, you're right. You're you probably that's right. It? That's it? That, Cause, uh, yeah. Because it is very ham-fisted. God, it that feels like that sucks was... so much worse. <laughs> the porcupine being just, like, a weird fucking element gives it so many points, but, like, if but, you're but trying to connect it back to, the, like, the needle usage and like and also the fact that it turns out it's not real like not only did like she not kill the monster the monster never existed so it was just like for for them to unwrite all of that like as just like oh she's crazy you know then it takes points away because it's not a real creature feature right yeah. if the creature was just she made it up in her head boo i don't like it <laughs> i'd rather i would much rather a real a real porcupine monster was the problem because yeah. then i'd be like all right i'm in yeah <laughs> so yeah i that one watch at your own risk we think you should but we don't want you to <laughs> yes i know that's a mixed message but so was that movie <laughs> so much potential so that brings us to a close on our uh holiday our month of holiday festivities fucking finally i think uh this was just I think this was a, a there's some good and some bad here. We had some bad Christmas movies, but we did have a lot of Christmas horror movies this Tons. year. More than I think like recent years. And so I think it, while they weren't good, I hope that it means that we'll be getting more tries next year. Yes, we'll get some big swings this summer hopefully to get us to where we need to be. Yeah, and maybe next year we can we can ungrinch you. I'm doubling down. I think I'm going to get a fucking Scrooge nighty hat and long gown. And I'm going to get, um, gonna get I'm going to get a candlestick holder. going to get a candlestick holder and uh, probably some undigested beef. Well, it'll be it'll be difficult. But you know what? I have faith in Christmas uh, 2024. We'll, we'll, we're going to we're going to do it. Shutter won't disappoint me. Screenbox will still be around. <laughs> and we're going to do it. We're all hands on deck for next Christmas. We're going to, we got to get a good, we didn't get a like straight up like evil Santa movie this year, did we? Probably did, but I don't know if I'm aware of it. Probably off the beaten path, very likely. So let's see, what, what creatures have we missed? We didn't get any evil snowmen. I didn't see any reindeer. Uh, no Krampuses. No major Krampuses. I'm sure there were some smaller release Krampus movies, mm -hmm. but I feel like we we were on the Krampus train for a long time there, mm -hmm. and I think the Krampus train needed to take a break, which is totally fine and good. Uh, no, no, no more attempts at the Ginger Dead Man series. That's good too. <laughs> None we of those. So yeah, what were our what were our creatures this year? Did we have any? Um... 
just the new? just the naked elves. But that just, wasn't really new. That's, that was that's from, old. That was from a while ago. But no, no big time, no big time creatures just other got, than the porcupine. Other than the porcupine, woman. and I don't think it warrants being added to like the you know the greater Christmas pantheon. The annual rotation. I don't think Definitely that movie not. goes on it. No, I might be convinced to watch sacrifice game again around christmas but even then i think that's as close as you'll get definitely don't watch or don't add uh night of the missing to your list it's just just watch uh the mortuary collection yeah <laughs> just watch, watch that if you want to watch another one do that or the um the books of blood the hulu oh, it was good um, books of blood was good uh clyde barker yeah one that one was also very good but I think that one was also based off a anthology book called The Book of Blood. So I think they had a uh, framework to, to go from on that one. Uh, but yeah, so so that's it. That's it. That's it for Christmas. Um, we will be having our movie of the year podcast. Just like last year. Just like last year. That'll be coming out. That'll be coming out the first week. The first week of January. Yes. All right yes okay so we're taking off the rest of december but we'll be back in the new year yes it'll probably be late the first week of january and then back on our usual like tuesday wednesday schedule perfect and then we're gonna be trying to play with the show a little bit and play with the streams we're kind of in the midst of figuring out what our best format is (laughs) for both because we want to try and do some more streams and do some more interesting stuff on there and we want to try and give you a little bit more of a, a a beefed up show so things might be changing a little bit in the new year but we'll still be coming at you with horror <laughs> from every angle and uh yeah it's about it yeah that's it for me merry christmas everybody happy new year and uh keep it creep it real 